Who knew it was so difficult to buy a light bulb? As our lights have been burning out at our house at home, I've been replacing them with the CFL bulbs. You know, those, those new bulbs that are supposed to use less energy and be more efficient and being so ecologically minded as I am, I decided to join in it and do that until they told me that LED lights are even better. And so now I've been going back and replacing all of the CFL bulbs with LED bulbs. And all of that bulb switching means that I've had to learn the difference between watts and lumens. Incandescent bulbs used to be measured by watts, you know, and most of the familiar ones were 40 watts, 60 watts, and 100 watts. And and our understanding of that was, at least mine was, that was how much light they they put out. A 40-watt bulb is a little bit dimmer than a 60-watt bulb, which is a little bit dimmer than the 100-watt bulb. Now, I don't really understand any of this, so I'm just going to tell you what I read on the Internet, and you can tell me later if this is wrong. But CFL bulbs and LED bulbs aren't measured that way. The watts, as I understand it from what I read on the Internet, don't actually measure how much light the bulb puts out. The watts measure how much energy a bulb consumes to put out the light that it does. And since all incandescent bulbs, the old kind of bulbs, they're all the same, a 40-watt incandescent bulb, which is using that much energy, Energy is going to put out the same amount of light. That's not true for the CFL bulbs and for the LED bulbs, which are made different ways. And so depending on the way that they're made, using the same amount of wattage, they may put out a different amount of light. So when you buy one of those kinds of bulbs, it's not measured in watts. It's measured in these things called lumens, which is actually a measure of the amount of light that the bulb puts out. Are you with me so far? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, as I understand it, again, from what I read on the Internet, a 40-watt bulb puts out about the equivalent of 450 lumens. But a 450-lumen LED bulb only uses 9 watts of electricity. Are you thoroughly confused? I know I am. Makes you want to just go back to the Bible days when everybody just had an oil lamp and that was all they had. And Jesus uses that familiar practice in this next parable, if you'll allow me to call it that, that he describes here beginning in in Mark chapter 4. We're going to start with verse 21. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. And then that statement that he makes after so many of his parables, verse 23, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. This morning, I want you to invite all of us to learn how to turn up the watts, or the lumens, whichever one you want to do. We want to turn up the light today. If you were to walk down any street in New Testament Palestine after dark, you would see very similar things in all of the household. The little flickering light of an oil lamp. Oil lamps were very, very common in the New Testament day. And the design of those lamps had been the same for hundreds of years. Typically, the lamp would be a clay saucer or a bowl that had a little neck that was formed where you could put the wick. 
and that lamp would provide the light for the family. Also, they would mark the passage of time by how much oil was left in their lamp. So when the oil would be getting toward the bottom, the moms and dads would say, hey, the oil's about to run out. Time to get to bed. And all the kids would scurry off and go to bed because the oil was about to run out. Now, obviously, the flame from that type of a little lamp would be very limited in the amount of light that it would produce. And so families would try to put those oil lamps in a place in the household where it would spread that light over as much as possible. Typically, if you were a poor family, you would just kind of hollow out a place in the wall and and place the lamp there. Some of the more... uh, Economically better off families, they would have a stand that they would put that lamp on in a centrally located place. And the reason was very simple. You you wanted to get as much of that light from the lamp into the house as you possibly could. Obviously, you wouldn't put that lamp under your bed. Not only would that limit the amount of light that would be allowed to go out into the room, but it would also burn up your bed. So you're not going to do that. Nor would you take a bowl and put it over your lamp. Because if you did that, not only would it completely eliminate any light being able to go out into the room, but after a while the lamp would use up all the oxygen under the bowl and the lamp would snuff itself out. No one would want to do that. And Jesus uses that very simple illustration to teach this very important truth. He had given his disciples the light that he had come to save the world from their sins. But he didn't give them that information, that truth, to be hidden. He gave them that information to be shared. You see, the idea in the New Testament day for most disciples with their teacher, is that they would just follow their teacher around all the time and they would just soak up more and more information for themselves. It, it, one of the biggest illustrations of that is the Pharisees. You know, they would walk around not really imparting information to anybody, but they would walk around and say, hey, I know and you don't because I am the disciple of this other Pharisee who's really, really smart. And he shared with me all the secrets, and I know them and you don't. And, and that's what the Pharisees did. They, they proclaimed themselves to be the people that knew everything about the law, and nobody else knew as much as they did. And that was kind of the way that discipleship in the New Testament day worked, is you just followed around your teacher and soaked up all this knowledge and just kept it to yourself and bragged to everybody how much knowledge that you had. Jesus, with his disciples, turned that on his head. He said, guys, I'm not telling you this so that you can just have the secret. I'm telling you this so that you can tell the world. They need desperately the light that I am giving to you. So go out and share it. Don't put it under your bed. Don't put it under a bowl. Let your light shine. Now, that way's east, right? Okay. I walked out the east door of our church one night, and I was nearly blinded. It was so bright out there. It was just amazing. And I thought, well, I wonder if we changed the bulb out. Maybe we put one of those uh, LED bulbs or something up there. It just was so incredibly bright out there. And later I learned what happened. Some kind person had come 
and cleaned the dead bugs out of the fixture. (laughs) And it was amazing how much more light there was out there. But what was even more amazing than that to me was that I hadn't really even noticed how dark it was. Because it didn't happen all at once. You know, one little bug came in there and died, and then his other little friends came in and had a bug funeral, and they died, and some more little friends came in, and they had it, and they, you know, and just over time it got a little bit dimmer and a little bit dimmer and a little bit dimmer until finally it was pretty dark out there. Sometimes we let that happen in our lives as believers. We let preoccupation with the stuff of this life, and yes, sometimes we even allow sin to cover the light. And we don't notice it because it happens so gradually. We stop going to church one day because, oh, it's just kind of inconvenient. There's some other stuff that I need to do, and I'll get back there one day, and all of a sudden it's been weeks since we've been. We think back, trying to remember when we read our Bible last, and we think, we well, you know, I hadn't read it for a couple of days. But then when we actually think about it, it's been months since we've looked at the Scripture because we just had some other things that were more important to do. We think back on our life, and we haven't spent time in prayer for day after day after day because we had other things that were capturing our attention. The bugs of life were starting to dim the light. Folks, it's time to clean out the bugs. Let God get His Windex and spray it in your life. (laughs) Wipe you clean. Because the need is too great. According to a recent study at citydata.com, the largest single religious affiliation here in Springfield, I'm not talking about the world, I'm not talking about New York or L.A., I'm talking about right here in Springfield, Missouri, the largest single religious affiliation in Springfield is none. Now what that means is, Folks were given a survey and they could choose their religious affiliation. You know, and they had selections, Baptist, Catholic, Presbyterian, you know, and a lot of other selections that they could make. And down at the bottom of that list, there was one selection, the word none, N-O-N-E. 47.8% of the people in Springfield marked none. And the majority of those people who marked none, the reason why they don't have a church, the reason why they don't have a religious affiliation is because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Folks, we've got to understand, this isn't just a, a worldwide problem. It's a problem right here in our neighborhood. They need the light. And God put us here to shine. And we've got to make sure that we haven't hidden that light under a bowl, that that we haven't allowed the bugs of life to dim that light, that we're letting the light of Christ shine out through our life. Folks, it's time to let out the secret. Jesus concludes his parable with that very call. He tells his disciples, go tell the secret. Here's how he says it. Verse 22, for whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus makes the point that with any given secret, 
there's some point at which that secret needs to be told. In wartime, battles are often won or lost when information is transported from one place to the next. There is an agent from one side who finds out where the enemy is going to be and he takes that very important information back to his side of the battle and he tells them, here's what's about to happen and here's what we need to do. And that information changes the course of the battle. Imagine what would have happened if Paul Revere and the others who helped him that night had decided, eh, we don't need to tell anybody that the British are coming. They'll come anyway. Nobody's going to listen to us. Let's just stay home and play bingo. Or what would have happened? Is as all of those troops amassed off the shore of Normandy, the command was never given to attack. At some point, there came a time when the secret of that battle, the secret of that operation needed to be let out and to tell those men it's time to go. Jesus used this parable to tell his disciples and us, this is the time. What was hidden, the coming of the Messiah, hidden within the prophecies of the Old Testament, that wonderful secret was now ready to be made known. We sometimes might be tempted to make it a secret again. To keep it to ourselves. Though we would never say it this way, sometimes we live as if there are other things more important than that message. We're like Paul Revere saying, I'll go through the streets yelling, the British are coming right after I finish this last chapter. i got to read this last chapter and then I'll go. This is not the time to hide the lamp. This is the time to let the secret out. We have the message. It is time to shine. Heavenly Father, help us. We need to let our light shine. We sing that little children's song. But God, that has deep, deep meaning for all of us. So God, help us to make the commitment today that I'm going to let my light shine. God, the world desperately needs to know about you. Springfield needs to know about you. God, if those statistics are true, one out of two people that I'm going to meet today as I go to Walmart, as I go around to the town this afternoon, one out of two people that I run into, they're not going to know you. And they're going to have no relationship with the church, so they're not going to have any way to find out about you except that you put me in their life so that I could shine. So God, help me do that. Everywhere I go, God, clean the bugs out of my life, the stuff that I've allowed to collect there, take the Windex to my heart, make it shine for you. And God, I would pray that for everyone here today as well. Help us, Heavenly Father, to let our light shine. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.